Welcome back. In this episode, we'll be answering the question, does starting a podcast actually make sense for your business? Stay tuned for the answer. So before we get started, let me just remind you that this podcast is brought to you by my agency, Spotlight Podcasting. We help launch and produce podcasts for B2B consultants like you that put you in front of your ideal clients and referral partners. You record, we take care of the rest. So to answer the question whether starting a podcast will actually help your business, first off, we need to think about the different kinds of shows that you could start. Now, there are lots of different kinds of formats that you can consider with podcasting. We're not going to cover all of them in this episode. We'll probably leave that to later on in the show. But suffice to say, you know, when people first think of starting a show, usually they set out with some great ideas, what they think will resonate with people. We get really excited. You know, we think about what will attract listeners, what will get them jazzed and so forth, which is all great. And it's very much focused on growing this audience, which is very much top of the funnel marketing. However, I would say, you know, if you're really looking for to grow an audience, there are probably better and more scalable ways of generating leads. Where podcasting really excels is where you're trying to build deep relationships with your audience, you know, where you're trying to build trust and getting people to know and like you, which lends itself quite well to the sales process, right? People buy from those they know, like, and trust, okay? And so if you're, if you're sticking to podcasting for the long term, it helps with building this brand awareness and long sales cycles. Oftentimes, people won't necessarily take action when they're listening to a podcast, when they're in the car or whatnot, but you'll stay top of mind. And it's very common for people to feel like they really know the, the, the podcast hosts. They feel like the podcast hosts are like their own friend. And it's also great for authority positioning. If you have the show for your micro niche, for your space, your industry, you're the authority. You're like the voice of God, you know? There people are consuming your content in their earbuds. You're literally like the voice of God. The same way that you're listening to me right now with my deep, nice voice and my sexy microphone. Anyway, sorry. Getting back to the point. I think focusing on listenership and, and audience and so forth is great, but there's another approach and there's another opportunity which I think people often miss out on. And I know I've mentioned this briefly in the past. I'm going to keep mentioning this because I think it's worth just trying to hammer home this point as much as possible. But interview podcasting in particular has this really amazing way of allowing people, the hosts, to really up-level their network. It really opens doors and creates opportunity. I can't emphasize this enough. So instead of focusing so much on the audience, if you focus more initially, if you just think of the guest, the audience and the listenership, it will take care of itself, right? If you just think of, instead of who your ideal listener is, if you think primarily, who's your ideal guest? Who do you want to build relationships with? Who do you want to serve? Once you take that approach, things can really dramatically change. And so that's a different kind of format of show. So I'd say, you know, the first one where you're, you're thinking of audience first, maybe you're thinking of solo episodes or co-hosted or maybe some interview. But the second one where I'm talking about focusing on the guests is obviously it's interview based, right? And that, that's the, the approach that we like to focus on most. Now, let me get a little bit meta 
here. This show itself that you're listening to actually fits with the first category, that top of funnel marketing, where I'm basically telling you, you know, this is how, how to create a show. This is what we do. We're positioning ourselves as, a, as that authority. This is the service that we provide. And I'm trying to create this no like, and trust factor. Instead of hearing from guests that I bring on, you're mostly hearing from me through these solo episodes. But in actual fact, this is not the show that will be the biggest driver for our business. We're looking to start an interview show where we will be interviewing people who could be our prospects or our referral partners in the consulting industry. And that would fit that second category of show. So what I've done here is I'm, I'm essentially splitting out those two purposes. Now, some people, they mix and match. And in fact, our clients have done this and it, and it works. I would say, though, that it depends where, where your goals and your priorities lie. What, what we have done here is we're splitting those shows out and essentially it's a little bit of a funnel. Essentially what we're doing, uh, we're starting with this first show, but it's actually the second show that will be that interview show where we're funneling people, listeners, to this show where they can learn more about what it takes to start a podcast. So suffice to say, you know, it's worth thinking about how the show strategically works for your business. Now, I'm not saying that what we're doing is right. I'm not saying what, what our clients have done right. You know, it will depend on your situation, but these are all variables and things to factor into your own decision. And if you head on over to the episode show notes for this, you'll actually be able to find a download of some case studies of other consulting businesses and how they've used podcasts to support their businesses. So now we've briefly described, you know, some of the formats around podcasting and the ones we've seen consulting businesses use. Next thing to consider is do these show formats align with your business goals? You know, are you looking to generate new leads? Is growth important to you? Or are you just swimming in leads and you don't need them right now? Also, is strategically networking with the right people important to you? Is that something you found more difficult because of COVID, the pandemic, not being able to attend conferences in person, trying to build relationships remotely? Is this something that could help you? A podcast could definitely do those things if that's important to you. Other reasons, you know, that make good reasons for, for starting a show. Building brand awareness. Making sure that you don't get lost in a sea of noise. Especially when you know, people are doing outbound and people's inboxes are full and you're trying to reach out to people who are just, they've just got so much on their plate and they've got so much noise. But you offer, if you can offer them an opportunity where you're actually giving them something, you're giving them value up front, and you're able to build a relationship, you're able to get them on the phone as opposed to just being one of those many people in their inbox. That's gonna, you know, really move the needle. Also, if you're really also just looking to get to know more about your customers or clients, become more familiar with the challenges and goals and aspirations they have, having regular conversations with them over the year is, is great. And if you're looking to combat that fast and famine cycle that so many consultants go through where you're working on a project it's great but business development falls by the wayside it's not something you're doing regularly and then all of a sudden you're out of a project and you're looking for your next gig this is something where a regular podcast a weekly podcast would just make sure that you're continually having those conversations with the people that matter and finally, another business goal that we commonly see with consultancies is trying to stay top of mind and relevant. Creating content on a regular basis is, is tough. But 
by having an interview podcast, it's essentially your guests that are continually bringing up new ideas, new perspectives, and things that you can also enter into the conversation with. And by taking that content, you can then repurpose that into bite-sized social posts and so forth that keep you top of mind. So we've talked about the different kinds of shows that you can do. We've talked about whether those align with your business goals and how they can. The next thing that I think is worth considering is what's your secret sauce when it comes to marketing or brand presence? Like what's your best way of communicating? Because at the end of the day, how you generate sales or how you market yourself, it doesn't have to be through an audio podcast. It could be through written, it could be video, it could be webinars and so forth. The main crux is you want to be building relationships with the people that matter and doing it through content collaboration is great. Whether that content has to be audio podcast, it doesn't necessarily. The reason why we favor audio podcasting is because it's often the easiest one to do. It's the most efficient time-wise, resource, financially, as opposed to say, for example, video, which often requires quite high production values, lighting and, and whatnot. When it comes to written content, that requires you know, a lot of time. With audio podcasting, it's you, know, you basically jump on, the, on a call with someone and you have a conversation. Uh, a lot more simple than a lot of these other formats. But all that said, if you're killing it answering Quora questions or writing blog posts, you know, then go for it. I would say, though, that having spoken to people with huge followings who are really considered thought leaders and have these amazing blogs, I've learned so much myself and I really respect and admire them. When I talk to them about their lead generation, where they're getting leads from, it's a little bit haphazard. And so they rely on inbound, but it's often quite indirect. I would say this interview podcasting strategy that I'm describing here is a lot more direct. It's a lot more strategic and it can deliver results much quicker. And I, and I actually think that having a combination of both inbound thought leadership pieces, but also having an outbound channel like interview podcasting can work really, really well. The other thing I would say is at the end of the day, you're in the consulting business, which means that your job is mostly based on talking to people, <laughs> listening to people, understanding people, understanding culture. And an interview podcast is a great channel and a way of doing this. So that's why at the end of the day, you know, this lends itself quite well. But again, this is another consideration. You know, what's your favorite communication channel? So the next thing to think about is what are you willing or able to invest into the whole process? So with any show, there's usually an upfront investment and time, particularly in time when it comes to the thought process and strategy behind the show and getting everything set up. And we really recommend that you don't do this all yourself or in-house because chances are it's going to take you so much time and there are so many decisions to make and small variables that if you get them wrong, it just doesn't make your show look professional, right? You want good sound quality. You want to frame the show correctly. You want to make sure that your audio production is on point, that you have your workflows and processes all set up. So obviously that's why services like ours exist. We have a system that's in place to help people like you. 
we're not the only option out there. There are freelancers, there are other things, but whatever you do, do get a team uh, together so that you're not burdened with, with too much. And once things are you know running smoothly, we usually often find our clients spend, I'd say two hours at most a week on their show. They record the content and then we take care of all the rest, the audio production, the show notes, the publishing, the distribution. So thus far, we've talked about different kinds of show formats you could consider, how those could align with your business goals, whether podcasting is the best way for you to communicate and get in front of your ideal prospects and how much you're willing to invest. So finally, I just want to talk about a couple of exceptions where maybe a B2B interview show isn't the right thing for you to do. So typically with a B2B interview show, they're done on a weekly basis, which considering that there are 52 weeks in a year, that means 52 interviews, that means 52 conversations, and a proportion of those are going to result in closed business. However, for that to make sense financially, it does mean that the, usually the deal size has to be somewhat high, so high ticket sales basically. If you're selling ebooks, this really isn't gonna cut it. So yeah, you do wanna make sure that the math and the numbers make sense. In our next episode, we'll actually talk about the calculation you can make in order to figure out financially how a show like this will make sense for you. I would say, you know, typically these shows are done with interviews on a weekly basis, but say maybe if your deal size is a bit lower, then you probably want to increase the frequency of these interviews so that you have more lead flow. Another exception is where it's in certain industries that are a little bit secretive and PR is kind of shunned. So obviously in those cases where people don't want to spill the beans, maybe an interview show isn't the right way. Another exception is just some people are just extremely awkward interviewers and in those cases, maybe another channel is better, but that's where you know, having good editors comes into play. Another thing I would say is for a show like this to be really effective, you do have to be genuine and authentic with your guests. This isn't some sort of Machiavellian scheme. And the idea here is to really try and lead with generosity and helping people. And there's a sequence of steps that we'll dive into in a later episode, but where you're building rapport and you're finding ways that you can help the other person. In a lot of cases, when you do these interviews, a lot of the people you'll be speaking to, you might not find them at the right time or place in order for them to use your services. But the more that you're able to help them out, whether it's personally or professionally in their career, the more they'll be willing to help you as well. And this is also where the power of referrals really comes into play as well. So really you have to think of it from a perspective of really serving and helping people. Finally, I would just say, you know, it's also a lot easier if you have a very clear target client in mind. And in that case, you know, it's crystal clear exactly which guests you should be reaching out to. I would say though, even if not, you can still create a show that's a little bit broad and your target profile is not exactly clear, but you can niche down. I've seen people do that. So you can always pivot a show later on once you've found your real target client, change the artwork, change the description, change the title. That's not a problem. It doesn't have to be set in stone. Some people think, oh, it's a podcast. Everything has to be completely set in stone. It doesn't. You can change things. So to sum up, is the podcast right for your consulting business? Well, if you're in B2B and you have a high ticket offer, the answer is usually yes. 
And if you want to see some examples of other consulting businesses who use podcasts to grow their business, we have put together a list for you. If you just head on over to our episode show notes page, you'll find a download at podcastingforconsultants.net slash start. So that wraps up this episode. I hope that's answered some of the questions you've had around starting a show. In our next episode, we'll be diving more into the math and the numbers behind starting a podcast or your consulting business. And we'll help you figure out the return on investment from a show like this. 